This episode is brought to you by Wingnut Social, a digital marketing agency for interior design pros. To find out more information, head on over to wingnutsocial.com. Have you hit a wall when it comes to growing your design business? Then welcome to Designed by Wingnut Social, helping home professionals accelerate their success with proven industry practices and expert advice. Hey there, and welcome to Designed by Wingnut Social. I am your host, Darla Jethro Powell. And ladies and germs, I am thrilled. I'm beyond thrilled. I'm ecstatic. Nigh, I am delirious. In announcing that Wingnut Academy has finally launched its very first course, Instagram for Interior Designers. Some of you have been waiting with bated breath for this very moment. And if you want to run over to wingnutsocial.com and check out that Wingnut Academy drop down and buy it right now, I don't blame you. I wouldn't wait around either. But for those of you who need to know a little bit more about it, here you go. We've been working on this course for quite a while and we wanted to have a solution for interior designers who came to us wanting solutions, wanting strategies and wanting that secret sauce with how to attract their ideal client on Instagram. How am I hearing wingnut client after wingnut client saying they signed this family from Instagram. They got a $30,000 interior design job from Instagram. It, I, it's just not happening for me. I'm not doing something right. I need, I need direction. I need help. Well, here it is. <laughs> if you head on over again to wingnutsocial.com, Wingnut Academy, drop down there for Instagram for interior designers. And it's incredibly robust. My my new director, Ashley Gordon, saw this and she, she told me, I hope we're charging a hell of a lot of money for this <laughs> because we're giving it away. We're, we're throwing the baby out with the bathwater here because you're getting our exact strategy, systems and processes resources and methodology that we use here at our digital agency for interior designers, <clears throat> Wingnut Social, that we use to get those results for our clients. Now, of course, we're not doing it for you. <laughs> Take the course, you learn it, you delegate it to an intern, you give it to, to Becky Sue over there and say, here you go, Becky Sue, take this course. And uh, here you go. You're our internal wingnut. I want you to post on our Instagram exactly the way this course teaches you to do so. And then voila, magic, right? And here's just some of the things that are in the course. First of all, there's over 31 lessons in the course, over seven modules in the course. There's downloadable workbooks so you can sit and go through the exercises, not just note-taking friends. It's actual deliberate exercises to in your branding. They're solidifying branding to find your target audience. Brand audit, brand voice, value proposition. These are all workable things that you're going to learn how to do. And by the end of that, you're going to be an expert on how to use these for your interior design business. Optimizing your Instagram, account setup, best bio, call to action, custom content strategies, creating converting content. There's just too many bullet points to list here. And I know you guys want to get on with the show. So go head on over to wingnutsocial.com and find out more. Find out more about the Instagram for interior designers. Just click that link and you're, you'll be good to go. All right. Again, that's wingnutsocial.com. Wingnut Academy. So excited. What a day here. We're so happy. All right. So moving on, 
Today's guest, Shanice Miller of the Taskly Group, and I had a terrific conversation revolving around systems and processes, automation, and um, templates for your interior design business. And I was trying to wrap my head around having automations, automated systems, systems and processes, and templates for service-based industries like we do for interior designers. And she had some terrific answers for that. You know, sometimes you, you if you're anything like me, you just kind of get stuck on a point. And you just wanted to explain a little bit further. And she did a, a really good job about that. And how you, as the business owner, if you're listening to this and that's your situation there, um, need to free up your time and kind of let loose and uh, delegate some of those things or have those automated so, you know, you can focus on the rainmaking and what it is that we do best as head creatives in our uh, particular business there. So let me tell you a little bit about Shanice. Shanice Miller is a business productivity consultant specializing in project management, and she helps businesses save hundreds of hours and thousands of dollars, even better, by identifying and creating solutions for operational inefficiencies. And folks, I know you got a few of them. <laughs> Wingnuts, help me in welcoming Shanice Miller to the show. Hey there, Shanice Miller. Welcome to the show. How the hell are you? I'm doing amazing, Darla. Thanks for having me. Of course. It's my pleasure. And today we're talking about some nerdy stuff. <laughs> we're talking about systems and processes and organization for our interior design businesses. And it's nerdy, but I, I love it. It's one of the things that I think I'm most passionate about when organizing my back end here. <laughs> That's what she said <laughs> at Wingnut Social and, and the design team. And, and it's super helpful to help business owners, uh, as we've seen, create those systems and processes to to make money, let's get let's all be real. That's what we're in business for, right? <laughs> yes. So, so let's get started. Before we dig in, I did tell the listeners a little bit of, you know, we have the little obligatory bio, but just tell them a little bit what makes you such an expert in this space, and then we'll dig in. Yeah, so I actually got started in this space uh, kind of just through circumstance. I had to really live through the pain of watching my father build a thriving business, and then as his health declined, because he was the only one who was in charge. He was the one that did everything. That business wasn't there to really support him when he could no longer show up. And so it was over that time that I realized you can build a great business. You can really be a great business leader. You can be a great CEO. You can run amazing business, be making a ton of money, and that is still not enough. And so having that insight really made me worried about my business, other business owners, just like you, just like I was worried for my dad. So that really put me on this mission to show other people like you, your listeners, that you don't have to feel or be trapped in your business as long as you can do less. So as an interior designer, a former, well, I guess I'm still an interior decorator, right? I had a full-time interior design business, right? And working with clients just seemed kind of case by case, everything was individual, everything was, uh, you know, streamlining a service based business. And I kind of know the answer to this, but I'm playing devil's advocate here. So I can get your take on it. It, it seems kind of counterintuitive to have automations and streamline a, a service based interior design business. So let's start with that. What are we streamlining and automating in that kind of business model? Yeah, so there are a ton of things that can be streamlined and automated contrary to popular belief. Because even though everyone is unique, and we like to think that all of our clients need individual or personalized or customized, customized proposal, 
um, we are saying and doing a lot of the same things over and over again. So a lot of times I just have some of my clients think and listen to their business, um, even recordings. And I ask them, okay, what are you repeating over and over again? What are some of the things that um, are redundant in your business? And those are usually the things that we can group together and automate. So you can still give a customized experience, but you can just add some automations to help with streamlining things a little bit more. So such as um, sometimes I'll work with clients on doing their automated proposals and they'll say, oh, you know, everyone needs to automate it. Well, we can kind of group things into different packages. There are different pricing structures we can use so that it's not on one person who always has to be the lead of the pricing and it's not always Mm -hmm. customized. It also helps your team out because if you have other people who are doing the work for you. Now they're not looking at customized proposals, trying to make sure that they hit all the parts that you talk to them about. Instead, they are there, they know the routine, they know what's involved, and it's usually less errors. So how do you start um, dissecting that, right? When you look at your business model and you look at the type of proposals and services that you do offer and do put out, because... You're right. There are a lot of similarities between proposals, between projects and maybe certain steps and how we do things. But to streamline a proposal like that, um, how how do we reverse engineer our services to kind of figure out what those things are that are getting repeated to, to streamline that process? So I'm a big advocate at looking at the metrics. What is converting which is what are most people asking you about and asking you for when you are um, giving them a proposal? Are people asking you for one particular item or one particular thing? And then you can make everything around that. So say in an interior design business, if you know everyone's asking you for to just do the living room piece, maybe they're not asking you for the full house. Maybe you can have an area where it's the full house and then you can have a proposal for the living room section. And it can be a sliding scale as well, probably based on square feet if the house is small, medium or large. And that can be mm-hmm. put into subsections. Like if a house has a square feet range of, say, 3000 feet to 5000 feet, then you know, that might be one package. And then if it's a little bit less, you can have a medium size just to kind of give you a couple of ideas. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So that, that'd be great if you do price on the square foot model, but like we didn't do that at Darla Palantir's, we priced on the projected hours that we thought it was going to take us because some clients had a lot more sourcing to do, a lot more furniture to do, or a lot more construction or floor plans to do, but then some were just decorate my bedroom. And you can also do that as well. Um, Just depends on exactly how your business model was set up and how you were doing things. But I think we are still coming to that commonality that we can group things together where you said a bedroom can cost this amount. So maybe certain rooms will be this amount, a living room will be that amount. And maybe it's an upcharge because if the person is... um, as you say, (laughs) well, I was going to say that maybe had more uh, hoarding or (laughs) more stuff in the house that you had to clean out and move out. So, you know, just kind of a sliding scale on that way. (laughs) That'd be a cool business, right? It it would be like interior designer for hoarders. What a niche. There you go. You're welcome, guys. Whoever, whoever takes that, there you go. (laughs) That actually would be a a good service. You would have to come in every three or six months to do it again. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, for sure. So what are some, what are some items or some, let's say, let's talk from an administrative 
point of view, which I guess we are still talking about with proposals, that service-based businesses are spending a whole hell of a lot of time doing that they should be automating or the SOPs. You hit the nail on the head. The proposals is usually a big thing. I know that mm-hmm. I have run into this so many times where I've gone through the entire reaching out to someone, trying to find out what their services are, talking to them on the phone, doing a whole discovery call, asking them for the proposal only to later not have that proposal ever sent to me. And so like, what a waste. (laughs) And that's what I see so many times with different business owners. So if you're streamlining that process, instead of spending, you know, an hour or getting back to the person in days, because you had to worry about a custom proposal, if you had something more in that packaged area, if you are thinking about your uh, product in a way that it's more streamlined, then you can submit those proposals on an automatic basis. You can just select which one you have from a drop down menu or so, and then we can automatically zap out that with a particular um, custom email or something like that that you would like. Um, because mm-hmm. a lot of th- times people are worried about, okay, this is feeling too general, but you can always add yeah. your custom touches like a, how the hell are you? <laughs> and that can be added to all your emails if you wanted that to be. <laughs> yeah, I haven't gone okay. that far yet. But you know, that's a that's a really good idea. So I like that you mentioned that, that, that some people do feel that it's a little general or it's not custom enough or it doesn't, doesn't really say high end enough because interior design is a luxury service, right? It's not, it's not a, uh, Utility, what's a commodity is what I'm looking for. You know, it's a, it's an optional luxury service. People tend to spend discretionary income. Is that how you say uh, on that? So they want that custom kind of feel. So that is good that you said that. And actually, I have, I wanted to ask your opinion on something. I have my own opinion on this. There's a, a, a business agency coach who is even uh, suggested automating and streamlining your sales process. Like when they come to you, I don't think, I don't think this would work for interior design, but I'm hoping I can get your a counter opinion on you. When they come to your website, instead of booking a sales call with somebody, they just, they have a video, a pitch video that they download that sells itself for you. And then from that video, they either book or they don't book. So <laughs> that seems really, um, impersonal. I know some businesses can have that work. Um, what I always say with the business owner is your test is going to be better than anyone's guess. And so if you tested it, if you wanted to try to streamline it that way, I've had more clients um, rather than streamlining it and book immediately. Maybe if that's a lower ticket item, such as like an initial consultation or something, then people would be more likely and apt to book that immediately without having to go through. And then mm-hmm. maybe the salesperson is there along with the initial consultation. So just a low offer type of service, $100 or $200. um, That seems more Mm -hmm. likely. But if you are trying to talk to someone about a higher ticket offer, something that's in the thousands or, you know, not sure exactly (laughs) how much you are um, (laughs) charging, but, you know, something that is a little bit more, you will have to get on those phone calls. And that's just what the metrics have told my prior clients. Um, I've worked with a lot of six and seven figure design clients as well. And we still get on phone calls, but you can still streamline those phone calls. So if you want to hire a team underneath you to do some of the sailing for you, and you're not, you're taking yourself Mm -hmm. out of that, we definitely can set up systems for that to make sure that they're checking the same boxes, asking those same questions that you would ask. And just really doing and taking the customer through that same presentation and the same, giving them the same feelings that you would give them. 
All right. I love that. And part of those initial calls, the reasoning for it is um, a good fit kind of thing, too, for the designer to talk to the client, the client to actually talk to the designer to see if they're a good fit for each other before they move forward. So I, I could see doing like an automated video thing to say, this is why you want to book a discovery call, but nothing. I think you're right. It's usually for educational purposes. I'll see people do an automated video for. Something that uses that kind of handholding, right? Because that's what that's the business we're in. You love it. I do love the idea of having someone else do the sales, though, because interior designers um, hate doing so. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're creative. So, you love to work in your zone of genius. And, you know, that's. <laughs> that's why I have a sales manager. I do not do that anymore. And first of all, I suck at uh, it. Second of all, the Anjana, I just can't, I just can't do it. So I delegated that. So if you guys don't like selling, delegate it. Great. Okay. So part of this whole organization situation is in getting your ducks in a row and making less work for you as a business owner is a whole bunch of acronyms. We have SOP. <laughs> well, I guess one acronym, uh, templates, and then we have the automation. Uh, that can be a little overwhelming. What, when do we need each? What, what do each do? And when do we implement th them? Right. What is the difference between the three? Yeah. So that's a really great question, Darla. Uh, Thank you. You <laughs> gave it to me. So it should be. <laughs> Don't tell the secrets. <laughs> An SOP is just really your standard operating procedures. What are you doing? Step one, step two, step three in each part of your business. So say, for example, if you know that you're going in to um, decorate someone's room, maybe step one might be take measurements of certain areas and you will jot down, jot down those steps of how maybe you're taking measurements. Sometimes it might be a quick video or just, you know, outlining the steps that you're doing to take somebody from the time you enter the front door and you're starting the appointment through the time where you leave and you're sending the proposal or however your business is set up. So breaking it down into different sections and really outlining the steps that it takes you each time. Now, a template is really just having um, the standard verbiage. So what you're saying over and over again in emails, those can be put into a template so you can save it and reuse it, maybe reword it slightly if you want to do that customized audience, customized person and add some of your customizations in. But a lot of times, once again, we say the same things over and over again. And I'm all about doing less. And that's what a template would do. It helps you to just plug and play. So if you know that you can put a template in for the measurements, then whenever you maybe have a person who comes underneath you, you might have an apprentice or you know another interior designer that you want to take over so that you can expand your um, what you're doing, your offerings to other people, other locations and areas, you have this template of, okay, these are the measurements I need so that we don't forget and someone doesn't have to go back out and retake certain measurements because we miss them. Um, and then an automation is something mm -hmm. that automatically happens each time. So a lot of times we set those up in business. So say if someone submits a form, instead of an automation with an email that goes back out and says, hey, um, I'm going to get back to you within 12, 24 hours, 48 hours or so and making the person wait. Maybe the automation takes them to the next step, which is giving them that educational video that we talked about before. Or it might take them to maybe booking a call because you might have a certain area blocked out. So those are all different things that we can really automate or in the process, like after maybe you're sending over those measurements to the next person so that they can your vendor so that they can give you um, exact measurements for any of your curtains or designs or anything like that. Um, instead of you having to type up that email, now we can set an automation that after you are 
mark that job or that portion complete, it automatically sends it over with all the me- all the measurements to that particular person that you needed to send to. That that sounds amazing, but it does sound like a little um, like there's a barrier to entry in setting all that up. That's something that you yes, do. So that's where we come in. For okay, we do cool. all the implementation that's great for, for the you. delegate yes. part. <laughs> Hey, interior designers, are you just throwing content at Instagram without a plan or a strategy and you have no idea what you are doing in order to attract your ideal client? Well, I'm here to tell you that we have a solution for that. I am so excited that our very first Wingnut Academy online course, Instagram for Interior Designers, is finally here. This extremely robust and comprehensive digital marketing course will take you from meh to amazing with your Instagram marketing. I can't tell you how many designers have come to me and said, listen, Darla, I'm not ready. I'm not in a position to delegate my social media marketing out to a professional like you yet. I need a more entry level, a more affordable level of a course or something like that, that I can actually use to attract my ideal client and implement it myself or delegate it to an intern or an employee. And I hear you. And here it is. Instagram for Interior Designers contains our exact secret sauce that we use here at Wingnut. Strategy, methodology, resources, systems and processes, uh, everything that we do here on behalf of our Wingnut clients to get them the success that you've heard them speak about here on this podcast and on the website and in other places. That is all contained in this course. We threw the baby out with the bathwater in this course. It full everything is here. Everything they're going to need. There are over 31 lessons, seven modules, downloadable workbooks, resources, and more. I cannot tell you how um, thorough and complete this course is. In fact, when my director first saw this, she said, man, I hope we're charging a ton for this because there's just so much in it. So for more information on Wingnut Academy and our very first course, Instagram for interior designers, head on over to wingnutsocial.com. Check out Wingnut Academy there in the drop down menu and you'll see it in all its glory. Instagram for interior designers. That's wingnutsocial.com, Wingnut Academy. So let me, so what kind of uh, project management software or tools do you recommend? Let's say an interior designer um, who isn't quite at the spot to delegate that out yet. Um, to hire you, right, before they do that, what kind of tools would you recommend that they use for doing this? Because it, it does sound kind of complicated. Yes, I, I completely understand. And it's always that, like, do I spend the money on this or should I put the money towards yeah. something else? But your systems are so important in getting you to do less over time. Sometimes that upfront investment is very important so that you aren't working in chaos um, and you aren't Mm -hmm. going crazy (laughs) in your business as we talked about before. (laughs) Yeah, sometimes we can really go crazy. (laughs) Um, But the softwares, it really depends on what you're going to use. Uh, The recommended ones that I really like for project management in particular are ClickUp and Asana. Asana is usually a a lot easier Mm -hmm. um, to use. ClickUp has more features and functions. So as your business expands, it can expand with you. But there are just so many different softwares and different things on the market. Um, Sometimes you just have to see hourly what makes the most sense for you. Um, Will that learning curve of learning a whole new software and implementing it yourself be worth it? Or just having someone else come in and delegating what you need with a nice strategy piece on there to tell you, okay, these are the things. Because one of the things I see is that people will come to me, they will say they try to set it up on their own. 
And it's a lot of gaps there. <laughs> Just because yeah. they're not used to the software, they don't know all the different features or what can really make their lives easier. So they are adding certain things. They're trying to um, plan everything out, but they're still doing a lot of things manual that the software was set up to do automatically. Hmm. And that would be me. I'd be that person. I'd be like, hey, I'm going to, I'm going to, da- we use Asana here at Wingnut, um, but I have a, I have an Emily who sets it up and does a really good job with that. I, I like Asana, so I'm a little biased towards Asana. I have I have used ClickUp. I've been a user in ClickUp for vendors that I've been working with, and I, I, I don't like it, but it's probably just me not knowing how to use it. <laughs> Sometimes we just get so familiar and we just love the tool that we're working with. And so it becomes mm-hmm. a comfort thing. And that's why I never try to push anyone or any of my clients into using a particular tool because it's going to be the one, right. the one that you use and the one that you're going to actually use day in and day out. That's going to be the best tool for you. Yeah, we love Asana and we live by it. That's what keeps us streamlined. And we have uh, SOPs, which are standard operating procedures. We, we have those, they live and they're living and breathing. We're constantly adding to them. And automations are probably where we're lightest. And we have uh, our CRM, our email uh, platform is Active Campaign. So we do have some automations there where you can tag, like you said, once this project has been signed off on, you can go in and have, you know, set it up to where those automations happen. Um, I would hire you. (laughs) Forget it. This this is not happening. Not happening on this end. So yeah, for sure. So um, let's what key processes, I guess, should we start with if we don't have anything? What is the most important thing to really look at and start with to help save time and get these things streamlined? Oh, so that's always a good question. I have three key processes. And it's so tough to pick which one is the starting point. Because In every business, you need marketing, you need sales, and you need a client services or client delivery. So marketing, how are you getting people who are interested in what you're doing? Because without getting leads, then you can't get sales yeah. to actually close the person. Well, become a I got client. that one figured yeah. out. That, that one you just hire okay. Wingnut. What's the next one? <laughs> yes, there you go. So you hire <laughs> Wingnut for marketing. So now they have their system put in place. But then how are you going to convert those leads into sales? And then how are you going to, yeah. you know, effectively deliver on all the leads that Wingnut Social is going to give you? Because, you know, yeah. if you don't have a client delivery process streamlined, then that can get really chaotic. Let me tell you something, not to interrupt you, but I'm going to interrupt you. That is so true. That is so true. And we, we see that sometimes and that we are t- we're getting more website visits for our clients or we're getting more leads and our DMs to our clients. But the clients on their it's end the are not, yes, they're the funnels. They're, they're leaking through the crack. They're, they're not replying to the DMs. They're like they should be, and there is stuff falling through the cracks. So I have seen firsthand from that that this is a, a huge need in the industry. And I did interrupt you, but sorry, that's how my brain works. <laughs> no, so. that was a very important point. And it, I see it all the time as well that we could be, and mm-hmm. I've experienced it too. You reach out to someone, they say they'll, you know, they respond back to one thing and then <laughs> crickets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, what's, you know, you're doing a great service with your marketing. And the person is just letting that slip. So it is a handoff. There is a part where it needs to be alerted that people are interested in taking them through a system, an automated system, um, Mm -hmm. where that person can really do less. So that's taking out that process of, okay, I get people in DMs. How do I take them to an area where they can just book a call with me? So instead of all of that back Mm -hmm. and forth in the DMs, um, that's an area that we can save time and do less. All right, Shanice, is there anything that I've forgotten to ask you on this subject? 
um, that you think the interior designers listening need to hear before we get into the the fire round? Yeah, I think that just in order to make more money, in order to really be financially secure, you really have to do less. You can't be the center of your business. You can't be the only person that's doing. You have to delegate. You have to eliminate. You have to create those systems. And just a lot of times I see people and I see business owners where giving up control, giving up some ownership, it doesn't have to mean giving up. Yeah, that's true. That that some of us are a little bit of control freaks and have a hard time taking ourselves out of that and being the bottleneck and delegating. I think as interior designers, a lot of us are solopreneurs. We created our businesses from the ground up that, that letting go can be hard. It's like sending your kids off to college, <laughs> right? I, I imagine. Um, but it's essential. It's essential to scale and to grow. All right, Shanice, you've had some terrific points here. But now I have to ask you, are you ready for the What Up Wingnut round? Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Shanice Miller, what would the hashtag on your tombstone be? Do less. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's perfect. And it's short. And it, that's perfect on some yes. levels. You're stuck on a deserted island, but you can have your one favorite food forever. What is it? So I'm a Maryland girl and we love crab. So crab cakes, crab legs, whole crabs, crab omelet. <laughs> we can put crab in almost any, anything. So <laughs> I'm a Maryland girl too now. I've been here for two. I'll be here for two years in Southern welcome, Maryland. Welcome, welcome. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, I'm from Miami, so I enjoy oh, freezing. Yeah. Miami, so <laughs> I was going to say, oh, you're from Miami? <laughs> Maybe that wasn't a good move. <laughs> okay. Last but not least, please recommend a book that has impacted you either personally or professionally. Oh, I love this. My favorite book is The Defining Decade by Meg Jay. Now, this is something that I read in my 20s, and it is geared towards 20-year-olds, but it really helps you to see that what you are doing, what you're setting up in your 20s, your 30s, your 40s, they matter. Your 20s, your 30s are not the new 20s. Your 20s are really building blocks in the blocks in the foundation for your 30s in the same, your 30s for your 40s. So be intentional about what you're doing, where you're going after and set goals for yourself, what you, where you want to see yourself with a partner, with your business, with your finances in life. And don't take that for granted. I love it. Can we read that if we're in our 50s? Yes. <laughs> yes, it's for, I feel like it's for every stage because we go through different um, areas in every every decade of our lives. So sure, for 50s, of course, it's never too late. It never, it really never is, right? And what was the title again? It's called The Defining Decade by Meg Jay. I love it. The Defining Decade by Meg Jay. All right. Very cool. Shanice, please tell the audience with and go to learn more about you and your awesome services and we will call it a day. Yes. Yeah, so I've created a special page just for your listeners. They can go to tasleygroup.com slash Darla, D-A-R-L-A. And that's where they can get my free training on how to get to six and seven figures while doing less. And when you get to that page, you can also book a call to chat with me about your personal or business systems. And you can also connect with me on LinkedIn and Instagram, all by going to tasleygroup.com slash Darla. Awesome. That's Taskly, T-A-S-K-L-Y group.com. All right. Very good. Shanice Miller, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. I had a great time. Thank you, Shanice Miller, for joining us on the show today. It's always important to be reminded of how important, at the risk of being redundant, systems and processes and automations and templated uh, 
components are for our interior design businesses, our architecture firms, just to reduce some of the time spent in redoing this work over and over again. Common emails, common proposals, common all those things that could just be automated and make your life so much easier. It's so important. And and I feel your pain if you're out there listening to this and you're hearing us throw around Asana, you're hearing us throw around ClickUp, you're hearing us throw on Active Campaign. That's kind of that's intimidating. I don't I don't know how to put all that together. I have staff who does that. <laughs> I delegate that. If I had to do that myself, it would be like a sieve. So thank you so much, Shanice, for reminding us of that. And thank you for the special link for your offer for our wingnuts who are listening. And if you guys need that again, head on over to wingnutsocial.com. Check out the show notes for this episode and she'll set you up. She'll get you hooked up. So when we do send those clients to your website or to your lead funnel, you'll know what to do with them. None of them will slip through the cracks because that's just money, honey. And you do not want that. All right, that's it for this week. Don't forget to check out the new Instagram for Interior Designers course at wingnutsocial.com under the Wingnut Academy dropdown. We're super proud of it. It's amazing if I do say so myself. That's long awaited, uh, long overdue, and um, we're just super proud. You're going to love it. We know you're going to love it. It's I can't believe how I look at it and my mind is blown with just all of the information in that. And we're like, gosh, should we be giving all this information away? <laughs> but yes, we should be. Well, we're not giving it away. Of course, there's a price on the course, but you know what I mean. Should we Should we be giving our secret sauce? Yeah, why the hell not? You know, it helps us help you, right? Okay. Wingnutsocial.com again, Wingnut Academy. That's it for this week. Guys, thanks for joining us. Remember, until next time, to get out there, get uncomfortable, and be great. You've reached the end of this episode of Designed by Wingnut Social. But that's only the first step into accelerating your business the Wingnut way. Head over to wingnutsocial.com or call us at 786-206-4331 to see how we can help take your business from meh to amazing. We'll see you on the next episode of Designed by Wingnut Social, your digital marketing tightly fastened. Yeah, I love that. And part part of those initial calls, too, is just, um, oh, my heater went off. Hold on, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Hold on one second. All right, moving on. So today's guest, Shanice Miller, and I had a terrific conversation. Conversation. All right, so moving on. Today's guest, Shanice Miller of the Taskly Group, and I had a terrific conversation revolving around systems and processes, templates and automizations. Autom all right, so moving on. Today's guest, Shanice Miller of the Taskly Group, and I had a terrific conversation. Conversation? I'm Liza Minnelli. So, Shanice Miller is a business and predictable. I have not been drinking, I swear, or drugs. Good boy, Mango.